Hello, everyone. Welcome to Death by Podcast, episode 22, the horror movie podcast where we talk about, what are we talking about? Horror movie. We go through the alphabet. We pick a movie for every letter we talk about. This week we had, uh, what was the letter? T. I had T. T. In our show, our movie, my pick was Transylvania 65000, one of my favorites. And who am I? I'm your host, Adam. And that's your other host. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, dude. Transylvania 65,000. Classic. Anyway, we're going to get into it. We'll get into it. Kevin hated it. We're going to get into it. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wait, we'll get into it. We'll get how, into how, it. All right, yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> how was your week? Aside it was from, good, man. You know? Aside from just enjoying your imagination. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> week Kevin, was good. Kevin just told me the greatest story that I've heard in this week at least if not this month it's uh, on our patreon maybe in 2021 subscribe. yeah and it's yep. on the boob tube tv on patreon it's so good uh i'm still that and, and i think we found your your uh your your sign off yeah oh what was that Just, i i love imagination yeah i love imagination <laughs> can be fuck scott can be that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, this is, uh, what was it? I don't know. It was a week. It was nothing, a week, yeah. Nothing crazy. I had, no. so I listened to this podcast. I listened to a bunch of podcasts. One of them is called Force Center, and it's a Star Wars podcast. And they always talk about, hey, did you have any sort of Star Wars, like real life things happen to your, during your week? And if they did, they tell a story, whatever. They, they try to find like something happen in their life during the week that they could relate to star wars i thought maybe we could um we could steal uh, yeah an idea from them and did you have anything horror horror related <laughs> happen to you this week so any any slashers show up at your house yeah any, uh, yeah any clowns chase you yeah. through the woods i was at work in uh in the city and yeah this this psychopath with a with a hockey mask showed up and he kicked my boombox over and he chased me and my friends. <laughs> he kicked my boombox over. That's awesome. No, the, re- the reason I, I would love to see that. The reason I bring it is up is that in a movie? Is that in- I don't know. It sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. Uh the reason I bring it up is because there's been this guy in my you always say that you miss the city. There's been this guy in our neighborhood. So my neighborhood, if you have there's a lot of dogs, and we all know each other from our dogs. And we're always, you know, meeting outside and little, what do they call them? Sewing circles or something where people gossip and whatever. And they're this week, the, the talk was this crazy guy with a cape <laughs> was the consistent thread throughout everybody's story. So everyone I talked to, there were different details that, you know, changed, but the consistent thing was a cra- crazy guy with a shaved head and a cape. And I've seen this dude multiple times and yeah, he's crazy as fuck. And he, he doesn't wear a cape. It's more of a cloak, like a dark man. You've never seen dark man though. Have you? I've not, but I know the okay. outfit. So one of those like tr- cloaky trench coaty things. It's like a, it's like, yeah, it's like a trench coat with like a big, big, big collar. And like, it's got a top section and then a bottom set. I don't know. It's insane. So this dude in some stories, he's like sitting with a knife in other stories. He's sitting with a gun. <laughs> In, 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 in like some stories, he's got like a stack of papers that he's like written like his life story or something 
lots of writing and he's like cutting them with this knife and throwing them everywhere. Just crazy. He's got a shaved head and a ponytail kind of like uh, some kind of weird monk and tattoos all over his face. And he's just, he's bonkers. Like the guy is just nuts. I don't know what's going on with him. He befriended, I guess, or one of my neighbors befriended him and kind of helped him out. And the last time my neighbor's been missing for a week, the last time anybody saw him, they saw him invite this dude, the, the crazy guy with the cape into his apartment. Then they closed the shades and that was it. Jesus. Yeah. Right. And this is, a, this dude's a friend of mine, the, the neighbor guy. I don't know what his motivation was or what's going on or where he is. Did you guys phone number or anything? No, but he has a dog and we're always, our dogs always like hang out and stuff. So I don't know. It's crazy. Maybe we, maybe I should call someone. Maybe it's the burbs, you know, where I should just mind my own business. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, you know. but, uh, but yeah, that's my, um, we'll have to think of a name for this segment, but I guess what horrible happened to you this week? Something, whatever. Yeah. Anything sure. horrible. So it didn't happen to me, but I, I, I definitely <laughs> saw it happen. We're gonna, well, we could just do neighbor watch. Yeah, neighbor I'll watch. See you next, next week. If he's, if your neighbors turned up or not. Uh, horrible neighbor watch. I'll give you an update next week. Did uh, you got any, you got any news or anything you want to? No. I got a, I got a little, I got a little, (laughs) you're right. I don't know if that was a laugh or a a choke. No, that was just, yeah, I don't know what that was. So the biggest news thing that I had, and I'm sure you heard this too, that they announced the remake of the Lost Boys. Did Did they officially announce it or did they, they announced it, they announced announced the cast. Really? Uh, It's going to be a giant pile of trash. I don't say that because the Lost Boys is one of my favorite movies of all time. Just period movies. When we did uh, Letter L, we did Lost Boys, and I got to you know spill my my heart out for everyone. When you look at the remake, the stuff that has been remade, you know everybody's reaching back to the '80s because it was the greatest decade. And I'm I'm shocked it took history. them this long to do it. To be honest, well, they it's because they made those sequels that were trash, and they realized those sequels didn't work. Let's just remake it. You don't remake Lost Boys, Back to the Future. You know, there's movies that you don't remake because they still hold up. And I thought that they would have learned their lesson when they remade Ghostbusters. They didn't, you know. Well, they, they just don't understand the properties that they have. You know what I mean? Like, they don't understand the value. They see it as, okay, it's a property we own. They don't, you know what I mean? They're not fans of it. They don't get why it's good. They don't get why people like it. You know, it, to them, it's just, yeah, whatever. How can I hate, we I hate this to, for any more money? I hate to be one of those people who, you know, like when Ghostbusters were being remade and they announced a female cast and automatically people talk, talking trash just for that reason. I don't want to be that. And it's not like they did a female cast for this. It's, it's just a cast. It's just one of those movies that I feel like the, whatever production company it is, it's like, they don't have anybody on the inside who knows the movie and how good it is the original. And yeah. cause if they did, they'd be like, yeah, we don't want to do that. Let's Leave it alone, it. man. Let's do something just- else. So I saw a tweet from, I think it was Corey Feldman's sister who is in the movie. And I think playing his part. And she said, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Kevin laugh. So. Get out of here. So I so, told you. No, it's, it's not that. I don't think it's that. It's, it's, so she said, she said something like, What is a Lost Boys movie without Corey Feldman in it? Like a rhetorical question. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, I talked to my brother today and don't worry. 
it's in good hands or something like that. I don't know. It all. I mean, it I, wasn't in good hands before. He's he's done two sequels that apparently are yeah, trash totally. too. I know. I like, know. and and to be honest, Corey Feldman is not the <laughs> like the be- even the best part of that. He's movie. not the linchpin, like, sure. Of the no, movie. I mean, like you could take you could probably you could take him out of it, and you'd still have another Frog Brother, and you'd that be fine. I don't agree with. I think you could take the other Frog <laughs> Brother out of it. You think he's um, the better of the two? Jameson Newlander. No offense to him, but um, the point that I think, well, at least from what you just said, the Frog Brothers, no, they're not, or Feldman or whoever, no character in that movie is a linchpin. This, the reason, this is the reason it works, the reason it works so, so well, <laughs> the reason that movie works so well is because of all the moving parts that come together and make it that it's, good. The biggest mistake that they're going to make is when that movie was made, the cast that it was made with was like, yeah, it was young and it was this and that. But you had the two Corys who were like this tsunami of popularity at the time. Jason Patrick and Kiefer Sutherland, who were these, you know, amazing forces in the industry. When you look at the cast, when you get a chance, look at the cast. It's like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> and yeah. it's not that not that you need to know. them. Do we know who's but... cast as what or do we, did they just announce a, sh- a bunch of people and that's the cast? I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know if they've said the characters. The whole cast uh-huh. is out there and it's a mixed cast of young and old and blah, blah, blah. It all comes down to don't remake a movie that's a classic. What? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's and just frankly with that movie, especially if you make it take place like now, just make a movie about a kid that moves to town. Like, just don't call it the Lost Boys. Yeah. Like, what, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a broad enough thing. Oh, and there's vampires in the town. The, the female Ghostbusters, if you if you if you take the fucking logo off of that and you call it like whatever, nobody's going to give a shit. But if you like that movie Spy, people tend to like that movie Spy and it's fine. But you, tell, you know what? If you put out the new James Bond and that's it and you call it, you know what I mean? <laughs> people are going to be pissed off. But it's, yeah, it's, it's I like, think, hey, man, I mean, it, it all it's just like everything. We, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week. Everything. There are no new. There are very few new ideas coming out of especially Hollywood, but in a lot of creative scenes and the ideas that they are using are usually only in, in name only, which is kind of what the Ghostbusters was kind of what most, mo- a lot of, of like, I mean, a lot of like, like the snake eyes movie, like just stuff, just make your original, like have an original idea. Or if you're going to borrow an idea from the past, give it a little twist, liven it up, call it something different, but they're, they're riding on the coattails of, of a popular it, it's just name recognition that's it. yeah totally. that's it and and they they know they've got you and me by the balls we're gonna see it and I'm it's not just it. i mean I, I have no interest in i love yeah. i love the lost boys and i have my lost boys movie i waited to see i didn't see the ghostbusters remake until this year and i actually enjoyed it for that reason i think because i wasn't going into a movie theater thinking i like getting like ready to see a ghostbusters movie i already knew that it was you knew it was bad movie. yeah i went in and being, I, I went in hopeful being like you know what i'm gonna really give it a fair shake it was i totally you know kudos but i think that's hard to do when you're like if i was gonna see lost boys remake in the theater i would already have the thing in my brain that's like i'm going to see a lost boys movie even though i know it's not gonna live up to the original i mean i wonder how it's gonna be with the new ghost the ghostbusters comes out in november am i gonna be that i'm excited about I am and I'm not. I, I go back and forth. Yeah. Like to me, it's I'm I'm so jaded and done that like li- like I feel the same way as I did with um. I know we we 
disagree on this movie, but like uh, with uh, the last Skywalker or whatever the last one, the, the episode nine. Uh, right, By that yeah, time, I was I was just I was checked out. I'm done. Like it, yeah, that sucked. I understand. That I understand. You get rubbed the wrong way on at least you know the last uh, movie. I, or... Yeah, with the last this one, I'm just like I'm not expecting. I mean, it obviously looks better than the last one, but how yeah. could it not? Like it's. But that's the thing. I think the last one wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. To me, it was no, it was it was a fun, was, entertaining. I, I, I think it's whatever it was, it's, it's honestly the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Have you seen Suicide Squad or Justice League? Come on. It's it's pretty close. It's hard. <laughs> I you know, I, I really, really when I was doing my Star Wars podcast, my goal, and I know you know this, was to try to find positivity in everything because I loved that property. I love Star Wars with this. I love Lost Boys, the movie. It's not necessarily a fran. It's not a franchise. It is, but it's not. It's not. Uh, it, I don't want to be. I don't want to be. It's been cashed like, in already. You know. Yeah, which is something that I thought they would. They look at it and be like, you know what? Those two sequels, blah blah blah. Even though they were made for direct to video. Yeah, you know? they made them for nothing. I mean. Yeah. But anyway, I'm I'm shocked it took them this long. You know, I, I could really I could eat my shoe. Maybe like as development goes on, and I start to see commercials. I go, oh. You know, I kind of felt that way when they announced the Candyman remake. And now I've seen the trailers look phenomenal. I want to see that movie. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I have, we'll see. I have zero hopes. And I was really shocked to hear that they were doing that. But <sighs> nothing. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be one of these like angry sweaties. I'm just saying, what a dumb idea. <laughs> I can't believe you know what? There's a bunch of them that like I'm, they, they haven't remade the Goonies yet. Uh, the Gremlins is the big one. I can't believe they haven't remade. Grimm. They're all ripe for remakes. Goonies, especially. But I, I don't know how to even do it. Like, I mean, I don't know. Goonies, gonna, you know, that's the other thing. Maybe I'm overestimating the size of the fan base for Lost Boys. I think Goonies has a larger fan base because of, yeah, probably, yeah. you know, the appeal of, of kids. I don't know. I'm surprised Goonies hasn't been remade. How do you even do it now? With the, yeah, kids have cell phones. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like I don't know. you couldn't. You have to, <laughs> like, I don't even know. I, I don't. yeah, kids stuck now. What'd you watch? Did you watch anything this week other than uh Transylvania? No, I watched the last succession. Um, I watched the new Superman show, uh, right. which I've only seen one episode of, but it's very I was very impressed with it. Right on. That was pretty much it. Last Simpsons as usual. But nice. That's pretty much it. Just two that I want to talk about. Love and Monsters is finally on Hulu. Have you heard about this movie? I've not seen it. What what is it? It's a new movie. It's uh it's like a kid apocalypse. We fuck up the earth. Monsters. It creates monsters and they kill everybody. So it's an apocalypse. And there's this kid who wants to make his way like to his girlfriend that he hasn't seen in seven years. Nobody goes up onto the surface world, so he has to do that in order to get to her. And he, he has an adventure. It was really good. The effects were solid. The story, you know, it's a bubblegum movie, but the story was solid. The, the main character, I don't know who the actor is. He had, he had really good comic chops, uh, some really good timing. I was really impressed. Uh, Jen, Jennifer Henwick, one of the, was it what? It's not White Tiger, Iron Fist. She was, she was in Iron, Iron Fist. Fist? Yeah, she was, uh, his, she was his girlfriend. I didn't make it very, oh, oh, I know the actress though. Henwick, I really uh, like her. She's awesome. She was in it. My boy, uh, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, uh, uh, Michael Rooker. Yeah, Michael Rooker. Yeah, he's Merle. the man. I was I know him as Merle from Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, I was he, I was thinking all rats right away. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the best. 
but yeah, dude, check it out. Uh, Love and Monsters. I think it's on Hulu. Hulu's not, they're not a sponsor. Hulu, if you're listening, reach out. We'll talk yeah, about this. You. Looks solid, man. Yeah, it's good. The effects were really good. The monster effects and the story is just, it's a solid movie. The other one I watched, have you ever heard of Cellar Dweller? No. Um, it was like 1987. It's about this guy who is, uh, it's Herbert West. What's his name? Oh, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, your boy. So he plays this comic book artist like 30, 30 years ago in the past, whatever. It's an 80s movie. Right. He makes comics and then somehow also has a de- like a satanic book and it brings his comics to life. It brings this demon. It's like they describe it as a part demon, part ghost, part werewolf and part something else. It comes to life and starts killing people, whatever. He ends up, he's only in a very small part of it. But then 30 years later, this woman finds his book and starts doing the same thing, uh, murders and this creature. And it's really cool. It's a creature that uh, I had seen forever and never knew what movie it was from. And then I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Deadly Delivery on Instagram. They make, to- they make little resin toys mm-hmm. and they're always 80s horror creatures. And they did a cellar dweller. And I'm like, man, I got to see that movie. They're a, a really good source for me as far as obscure movies that I hadn't seen in the eighties. And they recently did a cellar dweller creature and I was like, I got to see that. So I watched it. It's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. This looks awesome. It's, it's written by uh, Don Mancini. Yeah. um, Yeah. He did all the child play movies up until the the new one. Right. It was, I'm glad I finally saw it. It would have definitely been a uh, contender for the letter C on the next, next go around. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Get, he, he's I directed a few uh, episodes. Oh, just one of uh, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. You know, I live like just a few. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some stalker, or some weird guy in a cape. But I, I I live like four blocks from where they from the child's play apartment building. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just down the street. It's pretty awesome. That's awesome. I'll post some pictures of it on Patreon. It's a cool place. But uh, that's all I got. You got anything else before we we talk about this? nope no i'm good all right so letter t man it was tough there were toxic it was torn i was torn between toxic avenger and transylvania six five thousand <laughs> and kevin had not seen this movie so <laughs> one of which is one of my favorite movies <laughs> and um, one of which i had never seen and he had never seen so yeah. in the spirit of introducing each other to new movies oh by the way before i get into it kevin and i are both wearing our brand new crispy uh, death by podcast t-shirts that are not available to anyone else just us (laughs) (laughs) well i'll post a picture of it on the patreon for for people who want to see it so anyway transylvania six five thousand did you like it uh son of a bitch you son of a bitch i didn't love it no i mean there there were a few you know what it was a lot like uh groovy ghoulies where it was a lot of it's a comedy totally I mean, yeah, it was definitely a comedy, but it was a lot of like, but 900 jokes that didn't land. And then one would get maybe like, all right, that's good. Really? But like, uh, yeah, I, I thought, I thought every it. joke landed, man. Every joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carol Kane. I've, I've, I've or is it K- yeah. Carol Kane? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always had a weird relationship because I always I want to like her. Like I like her in Adam's family. I've always hated her in um, Princess Bride. Yeah, I feel like she's the same thing in this as she is in Princess Bride, where she's like, How about Scrooge? You know, I've never seen Scrooge. What the? 
I know. What? I've never seen it. It's just one that Bill Murray. Yeah, I know the movie. I just, Dude, I just have never seen this it. Christmas. <laughs> okay? I mean, technically, you could use it for S because uh, you could. I mean, there's ghosts in it. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a Christmas movie there. I mean, I'll maybe may yeah, probably this this Christmas. One of the I've best. gotten more into Christmas movies in the uh, Christmas season. I just saw It's a Wonderful Life the last year. Really? Yeah. And it, it, it was funny. I did the I dumb move where I was like, you know, this is a really good movie. And people are like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's it, it's a wonderful <laughs> life. <laughs> Dude, Scrooge. No, she just like like her her part in, in Princess Bride. I've, I've, I always feel like Billy Crystal's being funny on his own. Yeah. And then she comes in and just fucking like, like, like wrecking ball through the scene. Like, just, yeah. What is going on with her? Well, we'll I, get I to her. I understand what you're saying. We'll get to her. Cause you want to watch, that, you want to watch a weird, like a her in a, not weird, but her in a different movie. Um, I think it's called, is it when a stranger calls or it's the one where the, she's babysitting and the guy calls and is like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill the kids. And she's like, what? And then he calls back. And then it's like, the police are like, the calls coming from inside the house. What movie is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's very, uh, I don't yeah, know. It's classic. She's, she's in it. She's the baby. I mean, she seems like she's a very awesome. talented lady. I'm yeah. sure she's very funny in other parts, but when I like, and I, and I, I, I can tell she has charisma. Like I, I really do. But like that, I get this it. and princess bride, I'm just like, what? Do you like Princess Bride, the movie? Yeah, I do. I like the movie. Okay. But it's just like her scene. I'm just like, why Why are you in this fucking movie? You're ruining the scene. <laughs> like, It's just, it, it. It, it feels like they had a scene and then someone came in like, what if this character had an annoying wife <laughs> that just takes over? <sighs> and like I, the, uh, when I went on IMDb to like research it, one of the things is like that uh, her and... Uh, the guy, the guy that plays, I Radu, what's the, the, yeah. the husband. Yeah, it's that they improved that whole scene, and it's like, yeah, no shit, <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, I'll tell you right, well, let me let me go. Yeah, the let's get into it. Let's yeah, let's let's get so into got, the movie. Yeah. So all right, so Jeff Goldblum, Ed Ed Bagley Jr. They're the they're the main two guys. Gina Davis. Who else? Joseph Baloney. Bologna, whatever, Dr. Malavacqua. Oh, Joey Baloney. Yeah. yeah, Joey Baloney. Like, is that uh, a real name? <laughs> I saw that in the opening credits. I'm like, there's someone named Joey, Joey Baloney. <laughs> Carol, Carol Kane. Let's see. Michael Richards, maybe in his Jeffrey first, Jones. first movie. Jeffrey Jones, uh, who we have established. We enjoy his movies, but he's a creep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who else? Oh, Norman Fell from uh, Three's Company. And, you know, he's Mr. Roper. And uh, your favorite. Bazdar Smaljnik, he plays. He's the uh, he's the detective. <laughs> um, so, like all star cast, all star. This let me just say before Kevin shits all over this movie. I'm not going to shit all over. <laughs> I'm really not. But <laughs> so I remember seeing this movie in the theater. My mom took me. 1985. Another reason why 1985 was just the year in 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 universe history. It was the greatest year in history. I remember sitting in that theater and just loving this movie. I love, I've always loved the universal monsters and anything that's remotely close to, to them. But Gina Davis, man. So she plays Odette, the yeah. quote, quote vampire when she came on screen. So this is 1985. I'm nine years old. I, 
fell in love for the first time in my life. She was my first crush. Every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, man, how like she's amazing. She's amazing. And I'll never forget that. And I remember walking out of that theater being like, what did I just see? I don't even know. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, that stuck with me. So this movie, but her aside, I love Jeff Goldblum and Ed Bagley. Their, their dynamic as the two investigative reporters. I love just the whole cast that kind of comes together. Uh, the creatures, I use that term loosely. They're not, we find out they're not really creatures, but the creatures, uh, the premise, it's just, it's, it's a very lighthearted comedy uh, that has those elements and tropes of, from the universal monsters in them. And you can sort of expose a kid to that stuff for the first time through this movie. And I've always appreciated that. Kevin hates this movie. Um, I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> I do. I, you, always, you do make like you, you have this way of like finding the good in things that is like very endearing <laughs> that makes it difficult to, to discuss. Like, so set up my force. Like, it's hard to talk about Star my- Wars because it's like, oh, well, I mean, that's really nice that you, but it's, it, it, listen, this, this, Again, it's not it's not without there's certain things I didn't like about it, but this. okay, there's a running gag in this movie that eventually wore me down (laughs) because it goes on so long. It's um, (laughs) the Michael Richards character is like this butler who's like doing he's like trying to do comedy to like to Jeff Goldblum and and Head Begley this whole movie. Yeah. And it's like old, like like he's throwing up banana peels and trying to slip on them. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like the most baseline four year old, like you know, kind of stuff. And eventually, it went on so long that it was just like, okay, you got me. Like it's this is finally finally funny. But <laughs> I felt like I felt like Ed Begley in this movie. Like yeah, every time, like I felt like the movie was just trying to be so funny and thought it was being really funny. And I'm like, you're not nothing like this. Is I'm surprised. Me. I'm surprised the way I've always looked at, especially uh, Kramer's character is that they know that he like the comedy. They know that at least his comedy that's in this movie isn't funny. And that's the whole point. Cause that. Yeah. Well, no, I'm Ed saying like, is, is us. He's the audience. Yeah. That's what like, I'm saying. I felt like him this entire okay. watching the rest of the movie. Like, but I, mean, I don't think the rest, like, I don't think the comedy outside of the, of, of that character. Yeah. I thought the comedy, like the stuff between, you know, man trying to get in, man trying to get in patient, trying to get out. Yeah. They, like, all right. That's, I did like, like that. There's that was great bad. stuff. I know there's, you also have to view they, it through. Oh, no, I, I don't want to say that comedy should any aspect of a movie should hold up. If it's a good movie, you shouldn't have to view it through eighties eyes, I guess is what I was about to say. It's yeah. There are like I like the whole man getting in, man getting in. Like that was that was clever. That was good. Um, I like the, the opening scene. First ten minutes, I'm like, I'm in. I like this. Yeah. This is this is a good premise. You talking about with Norman Fell in the office? Yeah, stuff, the, that he. Yeah, they're in the the office. I like that whole deal that he's yeah. a that he's a tabloid guy, and he's like, I'm sending you out. You're gonna check this out. And all that was, and there were lines that genuinely got me in the movie. Yeah. Uh, for every one that got me, there were about 15 where I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it, I mean, like, I'll give you the, the guy that plays the um, the mad scientist, the friend, the Dr. Yeah, Frank. Joey Blue. Like when he landed it, I was like, that's funny. 
but like the yeah like when he said uh what was it i forget what they said exactly but they said he comes in and he says uh i don't work with that what, what, what do they suggest oh they say oh do you want let some lightning because he's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. dr Pringle. yeah he goes no i work with all this other shit <laughs> he's just like <laughs> got all these beakers i was like okay. i thought that was great he's like I, that's I great wrote that's that great down. he's like that might be my favorite line in the movie he's like i work oh, with no, all this other shit and it's like yeah that might be my favorite line in the whole movie but besides that it was just like a, he was going for it and i'm just like i don't but that like dude, okay so opening scene well, no, he's hope, Norman before, style. You, before, you, before you go there before you go into the opening scene let me just say i mean i do i am the most nostalgic person anyone has ever met so a yep. lot of my a lot of my the stuff that i like is tied to my childhood and my and that nostalgia you know, I look at the characters in this movie, like the the creature characters, and I go, I just remember being a kid being like, that's a werewolf I can like, and it doesn't scare me, you know, like that kind of sure, thing. Sure, sure. And the premise of this movie is just, it's two, it's two reporters. They get wind, their boss, Norman Fell, gets wind of a Frankenstein sighting, and he sends them to Transylvania to get the scoop. And they do, they do and they're, Jeff Goldblum's totally reluctant. Egg Bagley's totally into it. They dig and they finally find that there's a mad scientist, Joey Baloney. He's got a, a secret room, mad scientist room of quote unquote creatures. Gina Davis is the vampire. There's a werewolf. There's a Frankenstein. There's a mummy. A mummy. There's a not a creature from the Black Lagoon, but there's a guy who acts that way, I suppose. But they're all we'll talk about it at the end, but they're all just regular people in weird circumstances. And so yeah. that's the big reveal. At the and the town movie. is trying the town, the mayor, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jones, Jones was the mayor of Transylvania and, and the cop are like, are like trying to keep this a secret, but at the same time benefiting off of it. So it's this whole like simple plotted under, you know, and also, okay. Like just, I feel like it's like the star Wars prequels where if you were just to explain what happens in this movie, you'd be like this is a, sounds like a solid movie like that's a great premise for a like i've always said with the star wars prequels i'm not i'm not gonna tell my kids they exist i'm just gonna tell them what happened in them like i'm gonna be like yeah here's this well this is what happened to darth vader and this is this you don't need to watch these because they're poorly executed here's what happened he did this he did that he did that and they're like that's great yep it is don't watch it though yeah. like and that, that's that's how like laying that out. It's that sounds like a great premise for a movie. It's it's, it's the execution that's just like, and and that opening. I tell you, the first ten minutes, I was I was in. You have that scene, and it's one of the lines that got me too. Was uh, when he's like, "Oh, you you sent me on these wild goose chases before with Jeff Goldblum, talking to his editor," and he goes, "Remember when you sent me to the uh, yeah, the uh, the." The rape factory, the, rape factory. <laughs> the, people, the women being forced to, to work at a rape factory. And I got there and it was a rope factory. I'm like, what kind of joke is that? <laughs> what, a, what a weird, but they, that was funny because I just imagine like, oh, that's funny. Okay. But anyway, and then he sent when he goes, where the hell is Transylvania? It's, uh, you know, it's over there. It's somewhere. over there. <laughs> I like that. I like that whole thing. And then he, then they put him on a plane. And and this is a thing that is exclusive to the 80s, pretty much. Theme songs. Yeah. Four movies. I mean, with, that, with that, the name, with the name, with the, the name of the movie in the, in, the, in the song. Like, I mean, Transylvania six. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it's Ghostbusters. I was singing that song. Yeah, exactly. Ghostbusters. You think that's what they're going for? Like, uh, we're going to get a a radio hit with this? This is only one, maybe, yeah, I I definitely think that's a legit song by a band that had it on their album. But I mean, Ghostbusters was on the radio. It was, it was a number one hit. I think they were trying, I don't think they were, you think they were trying to This is only the next year, so I don't think they were trying to do that, but but that they were trying to do that. They weren't trying to do it because of Ghostbusters. What what year is Young Frankenstein, by the way? Seventy four. Okay. Because okay. Why? Because watching it, I'm like this. I mean, this is obviously influenced. Absolutely. By by Young Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> but it, when it, I watch when I watched this movie that I was a kid, I I had never heard of Young Frankenstein. Young oh, Frankenstein really? is one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. But I I understand why my parents not that they kept it from me but why they wouldn't say hey watch this since you like monsters and stuff because young frankenstein the humor in it you can get it as a kid but you can also miss a lot as a kid just the nuance of gene gene wilder is my favorite actor of all time and the nuance of his every performance that he gives can be lost on a kid i think yeah but it's also you know it's a pretty broad you know you look at, I mean, he's not in Spaceballs, but it's the same kind of humor as Spaceballs, sure. kind of, where it's it's punny. Spaceballs has a lot of just fart joke, you know, yeah. quote unquote fart the joke. The humor in this reminded me of Spaceballs. And I looked at the guy that, uh, who wrote and directed this, this Rudy, uh, uh, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Luca. Yeah. He was a writer on Spaceballs. And I was oh, like, shit. Yep. yep. Really? I, I, I was not surprised. That's awesome. But because this movie like, does have a very Mel Brooks, it flavor. felt like Mel Brooks without Mel. If you took Mel Brooks out of a Mel sure. Brooks movie, that's what it felt the, the like. A bunch of people that obviously worked with Mel Brooks, yeah, but movie. but without the Mel Brooksy. But I think I mean? that Jeff Goldblum and Egg Bagley absolutely achieve Mel Brooksian maybe comedy at least a, a rapport with each other. There, I don't know. I mean, they've got chemistry, and they're like. They're my I favorite. They're the reason that I keep coming back to this movie is those two. I I was laughing last night watching this thing. <laughs> like, you know, it's, 30, it's so stupid. 35 <laughs> years later. It is. It really is. It's not a movie. That and that's people, not bad. That's not a bad yeah, yeah. thing. I would go back now that I've seen it. If I, if I was going through channels and it was on, I would watch. I would definitely watch. It. All right. Well, that's fair. But I mean, that I like to hear. But it was like <laughs> the initial like, like, it, yeah. If, if 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 my wife were asked me like what was i would be like it's it's really stupid like it's just I, stupid. i think that just, you're <laughs> to me, I, and, that, and I, that's not bad not, it sounds bad i question I that stupid. assessment because because i know that you've seen movies that are just stupid i'm trying to think of what a good movie that is are com- just you know stupid. that are comedies like okay police academy yeah that's stupid. awesome yeah. movie but that is just stupid yeah, but that's stupid on purpose, kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah. Police this, Academy walks the line. It's genius, between, and it's hilarious. It's uh, it's definitely. Revenge this is no Nerds. Police Academy. I'll tell you. No, I know. I agree. But I wouldn't say Revenge of the Nerds is stupid. Uh, and it is pretty stupid, actually. I think that you. I don't know. Put, I feel like Police Academy, Revenge of the Nerds are in a different category than Transylvania Six Five Thousand. Yeah, far as I'll their agree comedy, with that. As far as their comedy goes. Yes, those two movies are far more classic. And I think this is closer to Spaceballs, for sure. That's interesting. Like I was never a fan of Spaceballs. Spaceballs as a kid until 
it wasn't until like the last few years that I became. Oh, I, I have always loved Spaceballs. You want to hear something crazy? And, and I love my, 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 my wife loved Spaceballs when she was a kid and had never saw Star Wars. <laughs> like, that's just that weird. That's just that no, that's, not weird. that's something else. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's, that's weird. <laughs> I think that she would love this movie. Oh, nah, yeah, dude. no way. Yeah, I don't think so. I think she'd be it's nice. It's fun. It's funny. In a very generic way. I'm not calling your wife generic, but I don't know. But yeah, she was watching something today where she was like, I know this is bad, but I'm just going to, it's, it's fine. Like, I want to watch it. You know, like we were talking about the greasy strangler. I almost called it the juicy strangler. <laughs> we were talking about the greasy strangler and how you felt that if she caught you watching it, you'd have to make excuses for yourself or for the movie. I'd have I feel, to explain myself. Yeah. I feel like this movie, you, you, you could be like, come sit down. Let's watch this movie. I want to show you this movie and she would enjoy it. I think she would. Maybe I, know I don't know that anybody that know. saw this. I'll tell you, I don't know that anybody saw it, didn't that saw this when you when they were how do how old were you? Nine? Nine. I think that might be why. Because like in doing research for it, I'm not alone. I mean nobody liked this one. Yeah, I know, I know. But, but I think a also, lot of it's based on there's there's articles written last year about yep, this movie still sucks. That's <laughs> like, see, that's just weird to hear. I think that's Honestly, I think, and I know you don't think that this movie sucks, but I don't think it sucks. I, I, I think it that's has coming its from. I think that's coming from people that don't have, um, like a, you know, they're just too precious. Like fuck off. If somebody thinks that this, and I'm not coming from a personal point of view, it's going to sound like I am. But if somebody thinks that this movie sucks, I think they've got issues <laughs> because there's nothing that sucks about this movie. Maybe you don't find it funny. Maybe maybe the jokes don't land. But it's it's like a nice benign movie, you know, like in a in a yeah. in a in a genre that is, you know, that hor- that comedy horror genre that's just really sucky. Usually, like it really it does usually suck that, that it's genre. it's it's a hard balance. Yeah. The uh, the the comedy horror. I, I always feel like you have to you almost have to. I mean, I think the best ever is Ghostbusters. If you sure. want to even, you know, I've always said that Ghostbusters and, and Gremlins are two movies on the same spectrum, but uh, the uh, Gremlins is a horror comedy, whereas Ghostbusters is a comedy horror. Sure. I, yeah, because you know? I don't really find Gremlins funny. It's cute in, in a lot of... I, I love the movie. It's, yeah. it was, I was watching it today. Um, it's cute in places and whatever, and it's horrific in others, but I don't think of... I can't, I can't remember like a comic beat that doesn't come out of the... I, I, that's not true the gremlins do some shit that's hilarious but it's in, not in like gremlins a, one nobody's making jokes in gremlins no they're yeah they're playing you know? straight yeah yeah, it, it, yeah it, if i have g next round um i might do gremlins too because I, you're, I, I hope you do because i haven't seen that in a while it's it's i've seen it more than gremlins one i yeah. mean i i love it i think it's a masterpiece i'd love to talk about that <laughs> but anyway <laughs> transylvania six five thousand the gold bloom though so yeah. this is 85. Yeah. So this is after the big chill. Right. This is before the fly. This is, this is where he met Gina Davis. Yeah. And they got married. Yeah. Based on, after, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, she's coming to work dressed like that. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he's he, like, even in the movie, you can tell. I don't know what the behind the scenes stories are, but I would guess that he is just too cool for school. And like, because in the movie, he's he, he almost seems like he's like, why am I doing this? You know, like. 
this is not what I want to be doing. Like maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You get that sense. I mean, that's the characters doing that, but But it's also, you get that sense that Goldblum's probably. Especially in a lot of the scenes that he has with Bagley, even though they have that rapport, that great rapport. He's, he's a weird dude, like Goldblum, because he, I really wonder if, I mean, he's got his whole shtick like that. He's, you know, whatever. I mean, now he's hired for it. And I, I think he, I don't know if he plays it up, but like, you know what I mean? I think he absolutely plays it up. Now, now he does. Now, now he definitely this, does. Like in this, in in this movie and in this era of Goldblum, you don't get any kind of like, like I always, nowadays, I think of the first thing that pops in my head with Jeff Goldblum is Portlandia. You ever see Portlandia? Yeah, but like that's the, pol- the first thing that pops that's in your the head? first, like, because it's the newest thing that I've loved him in, but in this era, in this 80s era, this this movie, you don't get any of the, well, you know, the shit that he does with his voice that he, yeah. you know, and that sort of attitude and that. Right. He's a, he's a caricature of himself. Of himself. Now. And now he is. And you don't get that in this era. So I think he definitely plays it up. Like I mean, saying. he had he had it. But I think the fly is the best like representation of, you know what I mean? Like the fly and even the, the big chill, like. He's got those and he's got those in this, but he's not, you know what I mean? He's not a cartoon. Right. Cl- no, he, definitely not. I, I think the, I think the, I always say like when I, I usually talk about bands in this, but I think like his Sergeant Pepper, where he's like, he's still got one foot in the, in the regular acting school, but he's, he's starting to be like kind of like loopy yeah. is, uh, is Jurassic Park. I mean, where he's sure. He's doing the like, ah, hoo-ha, ha-ha, but he's like, he's, you know, he's still doing a regular thing, you know? I think, yeah, I know what you mean. I think Jurassic Park probably was, even though it's not a comedy role by any means, he's the the suave hero kind of in that movie. He's my favorite part of it. He's great. But this, in this movie, 1985, like when I think about what he has done before this and around this era, like, dude. Uh, invasion of the body snatchers in that never movie. Saw, i've still never seen Dude, it. oh it's such a terrifying movie and he's i know he's just straight serious straight serious and he's great and then that was 78 but like you know big chill before this the fly after this i think this movie was an anomaly for him at the time i don't think he, he was, was doing, doing it like he did earth girls are easy and but that I mean, was like, after this that was later yeah that was like 87 88 another Gene why is Davis. he doing comedies like I mean, I guess, I mean, he, cause he is a funny guy. He's just, I think, I think people started to see, I think after, after this and then earth girls are easy. was like 87 or 88. I think, I mean, that's where I think maybe he even started to realize that comedy that he was good at it. Cause he was coming out of some serious stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean what, you know, I just feel like it's, a, eh. what did it, then, you know, what if, what if Christopher Walken had gone that way? Cause Christopher Walken is the <laughs> same deal. You know, he's yeah. like, he's got his thing that he, everybody can do, but he's, you know, which he didn't get again. He didn't get into later. I mean, you look at like the deer hunter, or, deer hunter, um, but he's, he's doing the it, the deer hunter, but that's just how he talks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not it, done up to the extent that he does now when he embraces where he embraces it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's ever done like a gold bloom where he's doing an impression of himself. You know what like, I mean? Nowadays, nah, you don't think so? I, I, I you know what I look I don't think he's done a movie in like 10 years, but like, like, yeah, like, well, I guess true romance is fucking 30 years old now. <laughs> What's your take on Ed? Bagley? I've never, I've never gotten, he's, he's like a Matthew Modine where like, I just don't, he's never got, I, I've never gotten the appeal. 
Oh, really? um, I mean, I don't I don't dislike him. He's fine. He was good in this. You know, it's funny that they both uh, to not you know to bring up Portlandia again. They both. I'm sure they. It's very possible they did other stuff from 1985 to <laughs> 2019 or whatever. But they both ended up on Portlandia. That's pretty. Not uh, together, right? I don't think they ever shared a scene because Goldblum was always uh, in that show. He's always got his like a store. Um, Ed Bagley had, runs a diner in that or like a, a restaurant in that in that show. I think Ed Bagley, yeah, he's very like nondescript in a lot of ways, but I think that's where he, I think he shines and he's great. He's always good in everything that I've seen him in, but you don't really necessarily look for him. But I think the reason I like him so much in this is because of Jeff Goldblum and, and the, they play, they play, play off each other pretty well. Yeah, really well. I mean, Jeff Goldblum's constantly just like, why am I, why am I here with you, with you, you know, like, yeah, of all people. I mean, it made sense that like, okay, he's the son, like he's the editor of the paper is, you know, is his dad. Yeah, he was fine. There were a couple of scenes where I was like, what the fuck? He, like, <laughs> like, like the scene where he climbs on the tree. Uh, over Frankenstein? Oh, yeah, he was over Frankenstein. Yeah. Like his reaction, I was like, that, you guys got to do another take. Like this is not, <laughs> doesn't work. See, I remember, yeah, there's nothing like really crazy special about his performance in that scene. But as a kid, I remember seeing that and laughing my ass off. Mm. And, you know, it's like this dude's climbing down a tree and he climbs on Frankenstein and screams. It's like, it's that kind of, I guess, like the, exp- I don't know if it's expectations or something that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a thing to it where like, I mean, when I saw Evan Costello meet Frankenstein as a kid, I loved it. And if I watch it now, I think I would probably love it. But if I if I were watching it for the first time now, I'm, I would probably be like, this is lame. You know what Frank, I mean? Young Frankenstein? No, no, no. Uh, I meet Frankenstein. Oh, okay. I saw that a lot as a kid. If I saw it now, for the first time, I don't think I'd have that okay. same thing. No, okay. Young Frankenstein. I mean, it's timeless. No matter yeah, how it's old one of the greatest. There's, there's something there's something there for everybody. Sure. You know? Yeah, there um, is. And what I said earlier about it, I was like, as an adult you get that stuff that a kid would like plus i, I just I think don't that, think i just think a lot i think of that's what they were going for here is the young frankenstein vibe I, I i feel like i don't know not even that they were all making a different movie like if i don't know a lot of, like a lot of the scenes felt like oh let's try this and see what happens and you know i'm sure there's know. a lot of uh, I really, it really seemed like there was. In, I mean, when, improv, when I, a lot of improv you know. scenes. I did. There's things, you know, it's with Ed Bagley again. Like I was just thinking. I mean, every time I think about a scene of like his best scenes in this movie, it's always either with or because of Jeff Goldblum. Like the scene where when they in the beginning when he meets the chick, Goldblum wants to hit on her, so he sends Bagley off to play with her kid. And, yeah. and then it cuts back to Goldblum and he's talking to the woman and then they look back at Bagley he and he's her spinning around. her. It's like, you don't know this kid. You haven't talked to her, yeah. the mom, and you just grabbed her and you're spinning her around. It's like shit like that that I'm like, yeah, it's okay to laugh at that. It's dumb, <laughs> but it's hilarious. <laughs> and it's And it shows a side of this character that's like, what are you thinking, man? Especially, I mean, especially. Now, yeah, he is an airhead, you know but innocent i don't know is that a good word yeah kind of like a yeah naive just yeah yeah kind of guy i mean well but just the movie in general i mean if you you have to nobody can prep you for any movie and say this is how you need to be going into this or at least i don't want to do that to anybody 
but I think that there's an innocence to this movie that's like, yeah, I'll agree with that. You know, like if I had seen this as a kid, I think I would have liked it. And you know what? I don't know where it lost me because the scene where the next scene where they get to Transylvania, he the mayor's at the hotel. They're staring at staying at everything. Ed Begley asks about Frankenstein and everybody right. laughs at him. Right. I really like that. I really like that. Like, See, that's you so know, funny. it would be like someone coming to here and asking like about poem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would be, you know, and I, I, I like that whole deal. That's but, funny that that's a scene that that you like and there and like so, and like the Frankenstein scene isn't or whatever. I don't know. It's because I wrote that down, well, too. It, it bothered me, too. Like, there's there's another like thing about like logic in my head that like I'm watching this and be like the first thing that Jeff Goldblum said, because they're like, oh, yeah, go check it out. Frankenstein. And like Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum's like that's a, it's a fictional character. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah, I can't believe he didn't like nail that home a little more. <laughs> like, it's a, I mean, it's a great it's a great it's a great line for that character to say where it's like, wait a minute. Are we talking about some we're talking about something that someone that we well, know he, said, he says Frankenstein. And then and then Ed Begley says, is he still alive? And he's like, he was never alive, man. Like, <laughs> it's a book. It's a movie. What are you talking exactly, about? Exactly. Exactly. And like, but like. How do you still go <laughs> to Transylvania? Right. But I do like he goes, yeah, and he asks about it, and they all laugh at him. To me, this movie is a lot like, or it shares a um, a similarity with Lost Boys, where it's not really a movie. It's a movie of like scenes and one-liners rather than a movie of plot and story. You know, yeah. sitting here, sitting here, and like going through this and this and this, and then the story, whatever. I mean, it's a. It's a simple story, but it's got these scenes in it that stand out more than the next or, or than a different one. And that's to me, that's like sometimes my brain just like needs a movie like that, where it's like there's no story really to follow. It's just like this scene was funny. This scene was funny. And this scene was that and this and that. It it, it felt yeah, a lot of the scenes, like I said, the Michael Richards scenes and the Carol Kane scenes, they felt like, I don't know, like as a kid, do you ever have somebody like try and be funny? Absolutely. And they're not funny. Absolutely. That's how they <laughs> pull those scenes felt. And there's multiple scenes of both of them. And I'm just like, I mean, it, that's literally what is going on with the Michael Richards scenes. Like he's trying yeah. to be funny. He's not funny. And that's why it's funny. And at first I was like, I'm I'm not loving this, whatever. But like eventually they did warm it. Like by the seventh or eighth time, like he do you just remember, keeps coming back. Do you remember what it was where you're like, all right, this this stuff's getting like it's it's working? You know what it was? It was the last time. It was when he shoves him back in the door. So the, one of the one of the things he does is he shows up and he goes to like hand Jeff Goldblum or Ed Begley something, and his hand comes off. And then mm-hmm. they go and they're like ah, and he's like it's funny, right? And then they they're like no, and they kick him out, and like you know they throw him out, but his leg gets caught in the door, and they go to grab the leg, and it comes off too, <laughs> and like that was yeah. like. It was super stupid, but whatever. But later in the movie, they go to do that like same gag, it, but it just isn't the fake. I don't know what they were doing. But the fake leg isn't there. But they just grab right. like it, it's the same bit, and like it was just they did it so many times that by the end I was like, okay, <laughs> you I got love- me. <laughs> you got yeah, me. I mean, the leg scene. I totally see what you're saying, and I, and I totally agree. The leg scene isn't. It's not. It's not that the gag is funny. It's that this dude is like so persistent with trying to be funny 
and trying to impress these guys that it's like, holy shit, man. Really? I but mean, also, this- you, you could cut him out of the movie. The, the, like the movie loses nothing. Like as far as like, I mean, like it loses that bit, but he's not, he, he doesn't, he's not, a, that's his only role in the movie. <laughs> sure. Keep showing up. Sure. You know, I mean the scene at the breakfast table where he's making Ed Bagley smell everything, you know, he's like, He's like, he like brings them like they're eating grapefruit or something. It's right when they get there and they get their food. And he's like, cause he's kind of a butler, I guess. Yeah. And he's, he like lifts up. Uh, he's like, do you want some, do you want milk? And he's like, the guy like Bagley's like, no, no, thank you. He's like, smell it. And like, and then he's like, he's like, do you need, do you want sugar? He's like, no, smell it. And then he like lifts you- up his grapefruit and like everything else. And it, it's like, yeah, I think, the, I think you need him in this movie because if you cut him out, and then you cut the next thing out pretty soon. You don't have a movie. It's 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 his character like, and stuff like this that makes this. Movie. Yeah. What I mean is like, OK, so like the hunchback, he has like a running gag and whatever. But he also serves like a purpose in the movie, even though like I, I thought Michael Richards was funnier than the hunchback. The hunchback was killing me. Yeah, he's not. Funny. He he's wasn't funny. funny. He wasn't funny at all. Yeah. And his scenes go on for way longer. Yeah. And it's just like his big thing is that like. He calls everybody master and they tell him not to. And he does it anyway. And then, or, or his wife just wants to just be in every, you know, his, his wife, Carol Kane, her performance in this movie. It reminds just if, if the Ghostbusters 2016 was a person, <laughs> it would be this character. <laughs> it's just like, look at how funny I am. Look, 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 aren't I funny? I'm in the, <laughs> it's, it's, I think, Insane, and it kills me, man. I think you're describing her in Princess Bride. Yes, in this movie, I don't think she's that. And I love Princess Bride. I think she's absolutely that. In this, though, she's more like, yeah, I don't know. I get it, but and I like, I like Carol Kane. That's the yeah. thing. Like, it's I really do as an actress. I don't have a problem with her, but yeah, like that. It's funny. It's I just... wonder why, because I rec- I just recently, like maybe last year, saw that phone movie. Can't fucking think of the name. Is it when a stranger calls? I mean, is it a relatively new movie? No, it's from nineteen. It's like nineteen seventy. I mean, there's something. a newer movie called When a Stranger Calls. I, I don't know. It's a the one where she's the babysitter and it's inside. Is the it house. Last House on the Left? I, I think, think that's so. the one where it's coming from inside that's, the house. That's a like a Wes Craven movie or something. Anyway, I don't know. it's it's just to, to see her in that and she's crazy crazy young. I wonder where, like, at what point she went the comedy road, whether you find her funny or not. I don't know. It's just interesting. I mean, she's funny in Adam's family. You're you're like the biggest Adam's family fan I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I, fuck, I fucking hate the Adam's family. I hate it. Really? Yeah, they're a ripoff of the Munsters, aren't they? I mean, I, yeah. Are I they? Wonder... How old is the Adam's family? Like, what's the oldest thing that we've... I'll oh, bet the, the show. Adam's... Okay, I'll so the show. I'll bet the Adam's family it. came first. Maybe. But, I mean, the Munsters is, be- is a better show. I mean, I didn't watch the Adam's family show. Yeah. I came in on the movies. Um, with Michael Richards, the last thing I want to say about him, the scene where it's the second Odette scene in the library, I think she like accosts uh, Ed Bagley and then he turns his back and she's gone. And then he like walks over to the closet and opens it up. And Michael Richards is just sitting there on this like rock on this yeah, on the rocking horse. <laughs> That's the one where I was like, okay, fine. But even I thought that was hilarious. Like he's been in there the whole time while these two people have been like making out to take it a step further. I don't know if you noticed while he's on the rocking horse behind him on the wall is a picture of himself. 
like a real small one, like like as if it was in a magazine and he cut it out. It's really weird. And I noticed the like, picture. I didn't realize it was of him. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway. All right. Odette, let's talk about Gina Davis. Let's talk about Gina Davis. All right. So again, like I said, I, as a kid, and it was for me as a kid, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like a sexual thing. It was like, I'll bet it was though. I mean, I was nine years old, man. I'm telling you, like I stayed a kid for a real long time. Like I was, my parents let me be toys and cartoons way later than a lot of kids that like my friends did. I don't know. I'm sure it was a part of it, but I don't remember that part of it. For me, it was more like, it was more like there's just this seriously endearing quality to her character. And I don't think I had ever seen that applied to a, a horror, whatever moniker or, or not moniker, that's the wrong word, a horror character, you know, horror was always horror to me Sure. as a kid. It was always scary. It was always deadly and whatever to see this like attractive. I don't know. I'm probably breaking it down more than it deserves. It probably was as simple as I've never been attracted to a, a, a female before. What is this? Like, what is, what am I thinking and feeling? But man, she was like, to this day, I still look at it. The only, the only, woman that comes close in like fictional movie, whatever is Elvira, which is another like vampire or analogous to a vampire. I don't know what it is with me and vampires. Every time I watch this, I'm like, she's just, she's just crazy, crazy. Awesome. I don't know. That's all I got. I mean, I'm, <laughs> she, I mean, <laughs> she didn't do it for me in this. Oh, she man. really didn't. She, I mean, I get like the outfit, but like it was also like <laughs> it it was like a Halloween store. Like, it's all you. I mean, that's great. But yeah, this <laughs> the, the and, biggest... the, and it didn't make any sense. This other thing is she like there's scenes where she does like the Batman thing where like she's there and then someone looks up and then she's gone, you know, yeah. like whatever. And then at the end, it's just like I'm wait. OK, that was the other thing. At the end of the not to jump to the end, but like when they're going over what everybody's deal is about why they're not actually a right. when she like got in the thing and like covered up, I was like, Oh, they're not gonna do her. Okay. And then they do, and it's just like, Oh yeah, you're wearing fake fangs and you're just you just are pretending to be a vampire. And she's like, Yeah. <laughs> like, well, she's like, like she's what? like, Yeah, but it gets her attention. It, it gets say? her attention, yeah. And it was like I don't know. Like I said, it was just that would I of all of them, you know, the, the Wolfman had a weird disease. The the, the mummy was, a, I guess he was doing pre- plastic surgery on or whatever. I, I just, yeah, her, it was like, I almost would have preferred no reason <laughs> like for why. I think she was, you know, cause he said Malavacqua says I gave her, he gave her a nose, gave job. her a nose job because she thought, so her thing was that all those other people had like, car accident or something weird like that or a disease like you said her thing was uh self-esteem you know and i think malavacqua i think you know it's a good point malavacqua is this guy he's like a he's this really good guy who wants to help people and he helps the wolfman with his electrolysis and he helps i think it's actually a transvestite the mummy yeah get with the surgery and uh frankenstein was in a car accident that like mutilated him and he put him back together he was just a dude yeah. and i think he saw this is all just conjecture but he saw odette whenever he met her or whatever and she was like this beautiful woman who had no self-esteem so he gave her this nose job it probably wasn't even anything really significant the way that he helped her was just 
with her self-confidence and throughout this whole thing like she gets her confidence through this character that she's playing you know meets ed bagley falls in love with him like on the spot i don't know how that works but but that scene that you're talking about at the end that's my favorite scene with her when she, when ed bagley sneaks over you know everybody's doing their thing and going through and partying and whatever and he sneaks over and is like what are you doing like why are you hiding and he's like and and she tells him, you know, I'm ugly and this and that. And, and he's like, what? You're crazy. You know, I, even though I've been pushing you off the whole movie, I do actually think you're very attractive and I like you. Yeah. And for me, that was something, a part of this character that I think resonated as a kid. I, I was a little fat kid when I was, when I, when I was younger, I had zero self-esteem. I got picked on and beat up and bullied my whole life. And I think when I saw this and I, a part of it resonated into my nine-year-old brain that was like this this person who nothing on the outside nothing's wrong with them but uh inside they're like struggling with this these issues of how they see themselves and it probably stems from something they went through whatever but i love that, that scene i love that scene because of how just meek she is and throughout the whole movie she's like exudes this crazy confidence that we learn in this scene is false but she got it through the character, the fake teeth. That's just my <laughs> man. You, you are. So, yeah. I mean, how do I argue with that? How do I argue with that? That's that's something. I mean, yeah, you, you find the best in everything. And I bet I bet the, if I had to, if I was on a desert island and I only had like three movies and this was one of them, I yeah. bet I I bet I would eventually learn to like this movie and I, I you know like there would be like all right fuck it man and I, I but like how many times have you seen this i watch this movie once a year at least <laughs> like i do it's just it, there, you know like i said about nostalgia earlier like i can remember seeing this movie in the theater beetlejuice we talked about on the patreon pod, podcast uh i remember seeing that in the theater batman 89 there's even star wars uh i remember my dad taking us to return of the Jedi was the first star Wars movie I got to see in the theater in 1983. And every one of those movies I just named, like will always hold like a significance to me because I have that nostalgia, that those memories. And yeah, I, probably, I'm the same way. I've, I've got movies like that. They're like, yeah. yeah, that I saw in theaters that I, yeah, I'm locked in. Usually there's that, an experience tied to it. Yeah. You know? There is, you know, not outside of the movie or along with the movie, I should say yeah yeah for sure and that's that's nostalgia i mean that's the almost the definition of it anyway i don't want to like belabor this is one of those movies again that you can't really like you can dissect it as much as you want you can find things you like or not that you love or like or don't like or whatever but i totally totally understand where you're coming from and again i forget what movie we've had this conversation prior to this where it's like yeah you didn't see it until now I saw yeah, this it's 35 the Goonie. years I mean, ago. Yeah. Lynn is like that. My wife is like, I showed her the Goonies, you know, when we first started dating and she was, you know, 20, like, 22. And she's like, uh, why would I, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of nine-year-olds running around in a cave. Why don't why, why would I watch this? <laughs> and I was like, you don't think this is great? And she's like, not particularly, <laughs> oh, man. you know? And yeah, I mean, and I, I really, it, this is such an interesting thing though to me like like the first ninja turtles movie does i think that fucking super holds up and it's yeah. a really good movie i also 
was I, I'm, I'm attached to that. You know what I mean? Like I saw that in theaters. I was I was way into it. I see the second and third one now, and I'm like, oh, they don't hold up as well. But the first one I think does. But if I show it to someone who's never heard of the turtles, is it still going to do that? Like I don't know. I, I so. totally agree. And like the turtles, that's a good example because we're so used to, especially if you show it to somebody now who who's never seen it. We're so used to usually CG great CGI effects for a character. Somebody's going to look at that and be like, this looks like some Chuck E. Cheese or I don't know what, you know, like these dudes in these suits. And, but that's the thing that we love about it. You and I are part of it anyway, where it's like we were into yeah. turtles or we were into ninjas or we were into Ninja Turtles. And all of a sudden we get to see it on the screen. Are you kidding me? Uh, you don't know, a guy at work uh, last week was having an argument with another guy about like you just don't get it you don't like the same kind of shit that's why i don't talk to you about this kind of stuff whatever and i wasn't in on the conversation right i was on the other side of the shop yeah but like that's why i talked to fucking kevin about this shit whatever 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 he goes okay and i i wasn't in on this part of the conversation but this guy comes in the i found out about later this guy just comes into my like office area like where i'm just like reading he goes hey you know who kenny baker is I'm like, yeah, I know. Kind of, yeah, he was the he was the little person inside R2D2. <laughs> he was like, see, that's what you don't know who Kenny Baker is, and then he goes back to yell this guy. <laughs> that's what the argument was. That's what, the argument is why it, why the guy why he talks to me all day about shit and not him. And I'm that's like, amazing. I, apparently that's what they were arguing about. But he goes, you know, who Kenny Baker is. I'm like, yeah, obviously, I know who Kenny Baker is. I said, you know, he was also in the. It, in Jabba Hutt's tail doing a crank. That's, That's hilarious. Oh my he God. was like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And to um, me, that what's so funny is like to me and you, it's like, well, duh. Like Kenny Baker, I would never forget who Kenny Baker is. You know That's, what I mean? It's inside baseball. It's what you and I are, we're sweaties as far as that stuff goes. Like, yeah. And I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if this is where you're going with it, but I don't believe that you need to be that in order to, like appreciate this movie you know? no 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 not Especially, at all but yeah, yeah. It, it's just a little bit like uh, you're a certain kind of some people watch star wars and don't even know that there was a person in there sure you know what i mean and i've yeah. never bothered to wonder about it yeah um, i'm looking at gina davis's costume in this and i'm like i get it <laughs> it's not but, even it's I, I get that too i get what you're saying but for me it was more and i know this sounds really fucking lame and you're gonna be like or anybody listening to me say this is gonna be like yeah, whatever, dude. But it's her character that really got me. I mean, I like I explained you because you, yeah, yeah, I you. you've sold me on that. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the ending, and we can go into any aspect as deep as we wanted, but the I feel like the very, very, very ending of the movie when everything's said and done, and they're showing the newspaper uh, headlines. Yeah, the Bill and Ted like, ending. Yeah, yeah, as to like what happened with these characters. I think that those headlines specifically is that is the kind of comedy that this movie isn't, even though I think a lot of yeah. people, I think a lot of people would say that it is like those headlines are definitely like, it's like and, the animal house ending. Yeah. And it's like far, what happened like, to each character. And, but the know? comedy that's in those headlines, the laugh that they're trying to get, it, it is Dick and fart joke headlines. But that said, I think I wrote a couple of them down because I thought that it was pretty it was pretty funny, you know, like the Frankenstein lives, you know, so they show like the character. Yeah. Once we, once we realize, once they come out and they say Frankenstein is actually a dude, Kurt Hunyadi, who was in a, a car accident, mangled, and I put him back together. He's not Frankenstein. 
Frankenstein, you know, right. whatever. But anyway, the headline says Frankenstein lives, reveals enormous bolt, trans transvest the mummy, transvestite exposed, mummy really a daddy. Uh, the best one, the best one was oh, the servant and the wife, like the yeah, that they comeback, they never had a reveal hump. that they never had a real hump, and it's like, I mean, they're super great punny comedy yeah. stuff, but I don't think that those were. It was weird. That's all. I've always thought that was weird to end the movie, like literally end the movie with those headlines. Because to me, I think that those was, are like tacked on. Like you think yeah. they did it at the last minute. Yeah, maybe. Because when I'm watching that movie, I think about like sitting next to my mom when I'm a kid. She's probably thinking like I'm reading those and I have no idea what the, yeah. what the joke is. So but throughout the movie, I got the humor as a kid. It was just weird to end the movie that way. I don't know who decided that but what it all comes down to is i love imagination yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know you do you got anything else you want to say about it no i mean it it reminds me of uh the death of smoochie uh review that that ebert wrote really which was what because that movie i love it i love that movie yeah he hated it yeah he gave it like half a star he wrote only only people this talented can make a movie this bad. <laughs> and they, like, they, like they, everybody in the movie is going for it. Yeah. And there's just something about it that like just doesn't. And as a kid, this isn't a knock on the movie, but like, do you remember the first time you went to the movies? And, and I remember the first time I saw a movie and I was like, Oh, this is a bad movie. But like before that, like there, there was, there's a lot. I saw a lot of movies before that. That was like, I didn't, that wasn't even an option in my head. It was like if I went and rented a movie and threw it in, I was watching that movie and it wasn't like this could be bad. I mean, that's why I like the movie, like the Ice Pirates. You know, it's an awesome movie. That's why you like that movie, (laughs) right? I don't know. I don't think so. You don't don't like Ice Pirates? I don't. I I don't think it would hold up. I'm pretty sure if I watched. I've seen it. I've seen that recently. It's a great movie. Yeah. Or Kroll's a better example. Well, no, Kroll's pretty good. Kroll's a great movie. Different kind of movie. Ice Pirates is a comedy, but it's there. Th- what were you gonna say about Ice Pirates? Sorry. Just that, like, if I saw, like, I I saw it before, I realized there could be bad movies. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I was just like, this is a movie, and movies kick ass, and this is whatever. And I I, I forget what what movie it was when I went, and I was like, oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> this is weird. Like, I don't. I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. And I feel like at a certain age you, that happens and yeah. it's not nine. Like, you know what I mean? Not to say if they could have played yeah. anything and you'd be fine. Yeah. This, this works for, I don't know. Like I guess I think I There's, just missed the bus on it. Yeah. Well, you know? again, like, yeah, I don't know what age it is or when it is that happens where you can, where you become a critic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess. And like, I think for me that didn't really happen. And like I said, I was a kid for a long, like, I was able to be, I'm lucky and I'm thankful. I was able to be an innocent little kid playing with toys and watching cartoons until like junior high. And even then I was still, but I think I remember in high school, I got some friends and we all became movie critics. It's a kind of a shame when that happens. Cause you, like you're saying, you, you either lose that appreciation for just mind numbing entertainment or whatever which you can still hold on to as an adult, but I don't know. You just start looking at things different. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it now. Like I'm, I mean, I have it on in, I have three windows, one to you and one me and one is the movie. And like, uh, I'm watching it now and I'm thinking like, yeah, I could see like 
like it's just a bunch of adults acting silly like sure. running around and like i could see really enjoying but think about how kid. many movies that are that that you and i both or that you do enjoy like there's yeah. so many what's the what's uh the hangover is just adults running around acting silly you know <laughs> like just on an it's an r-rated yeah. version i mean it's sure that's that's just comedy in a lot of ways there, dude there's no way when did you see ice pirates oh god i saw it i used to just rent it uh so as a kid i mean yeah, eight, nine, and you're, ten. And you're telling me that when you saw Ice Pirates, you didn't like it? No, I loved it. Oh, okay. I loved it as a kid. I'm saying that if I you'll had, love it for the same if I, reasons. If I, but I'll never know because I'll Why? never because never, I can't I can't see it for the first time ever. I know, again. I know. No, I'm saying rewatch that movie, and you'll love it for the same reasons you loved it the first time you saw it. Okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. Don't look at it as a from your. Don't look at it with your quentin tarantino critic eyes look at it as the kid kevin crawl who watched it and liked it back then i and maybe it's i don't know like it's it, it's the reason like okay like little monsters for example you haven't seen the little monster Talking, that's you always that talk I, about that movie. i used to watch it a lot or like the wizard i used to watch <laughs> all the time and i watch it now i'm like this is still good actually i threw it on the other day i threw on little monsters for um uh, for lint for my wife and she was uh <laughs> She had the same reaction as she did to, to Dust Till Dawn, which was like, what? So we were watching, we threw on Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago. One of the and, most like gratuitously vulgar movies ever made. Well, okay. So spoilers <laughs> for from Dust Till Dawn. If you haven't seen it, jump like 15 seconds. But Dust Till Dawn is, a, is one kind of movie. Right. And it's, it's a heist movie, essentially. Yeah. And then in the with no warning becomes a vampire movie. right okay Genius. and i did, i never thought yeah she was fucking pissed because she was invested in the heist movie okay. and as a kid i i don't know if i knew going in that dust till dawn was a vampire movie i right. might have like i, I must have but yeah, like i bet you imagine did. being an adult watching that movie being invested in this in, in yeah. these characters for like 45 minutes and then it's a vampire movie she's like are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> like, I wanted to see what was going to happen with this heist. Like, and yeah. now it's a, like, imagine watching like Dog Day Afternoon or like something like, <laughs> or like, or The Hangover or something. And then, and then two thirds of the way through the movie, everybody becomes a vampire. You'd be like, what the well, fuck but is this? When I went to see Dust Till Dawn, I went to go see a vampire movie. And when, it, when, when they spent 45 minutes on the heist, I was like, where the fuck are the vampires? <laughs> see, <laughs> You know what got me to that movie? It was uh, it was in seventh grade, and this kid had seen it. I think his dad had taken him to see it. This kid Sebastian that he, that he used to be friends with, and at the lunch table, he had memorized Cheech's like speech when he's like in front oh, of the strip yeah, club yeah, yeah. about all the different kind of pussy yeah. they have in the in the uh -huh. place. And he this kid's twelve, and he's just like, dude, uh, there's this movie about vampire strippers, and there's a guy that says this in the movie, and he had he had memorized it. And he, we used to make him do it for years. And I was just like, I got to see this. This movie that's, sounds fucking awesome. That's you know? a weird kid right there <laughs> that absorbs. I re, I get it. Like you hear that and you're like, you've never heard that before. You've never, or you've never heard it in that, like said that many times in that way. But to, to have like a friend who like, that's the thing that they quote from that movie. Are you kidding me? Dude, there's so many, I still to this say to this day, on a daily basis i go be cool everybody be cool like it's yep. one of the greatest deliveries in movie history there's so yeah, many one lines of the best when my favorite line 
and and this is a friend of mine pointed this out to i mean i love the movie this bar is for bikers and truckers only like one of the greatest line deliveries ever how about you've been to this bar no (laughs) one bar is as good as the next because what were they psychos because no they weren't psychos Psychos, Psychos don't, don't explode, explode when <laughs> sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. <laughs> so awesome. It's great, dude. This is, this is the Dust Till Dawn podcast, by the way. It's, it's, it's great. You know, you know, Robert, ever get, you know, the last shot out of the movie? Yeah. It's a matte painting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert yeah. Has, has a hanging in his, in his office. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like it's oh, a man. giant matte painting. I'm sure. He's got it hanging behind his desk. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, um, there's, 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 two kinds of people in this world when it comes to movies. And I know whatever that saying means, it doesn't mean anything, but what you were saying about your wife watching this movie and being like, like her brain couldn't transition, I guess. Yeah. Without in an enjoyable kind of way. There's people that watch movies for the one thing that they, for the, for the expectation that, that they either have going into it or that is set by the first, you know, sure 10 minutes of a movie and then if it changes or isn't that throughout the whole movie they just they can't enjoy it they can't accept it whatever and then there's people who go into it and go and that that change happens and you go holy shit and like, the thing about it is that the the the, the, the movie is really good like yeah. the movie that you're watching is like i'm into this what's gonna happen next and then to, for it to be vampire like i don't blame her for being pissed you know <laughs> like it's like i was i was into this thing like sure. with these brothers and everything but like, but little monsters, she had a similar reaction, except that like they're setting it up. I don't know. I feel like they, there's a lot more setup. Spoilers for little monsters. It's about monsters. It's basically Monsters Inc. When you watch this, like you're gonna be like, oh wow, did Monsters Inc. like rip this movie off? It's the same premise. The, yeah, halfway through the movie, real monsters show up, and she was like, oh, I thought it was gonna be something. Like she wasn't into it. Yeah. I was like, what do you think it was gonna be? Because Howie Mandel's running around with like horns and. <laughs> teeth and stuff you know i need to see that i've never seen it i need to see it's it. a good flick i think and that's the thing like i don't know if you'll like it because you didn't you know but i can go into it and be like all right i didn't see this when i was a kid when you did when you were introduced to it right and like not that i have to watch it with those kinds of eyes but um, like i i just saw um you know i'll Monster probably hate Square. it just because you talk about it so much that's all. yeah <laughs> Real quick before we do final questions, the phone, the song, and the phone ring, you know, like the. What did you? Th- what was your initial take on that? When, you, like, you know, every phone in the castle was like a lizard or like a Freddy phone. Like, a yeah, Freddy I noticed that. I um, I thought it was gonna be something. I thought it was gonna pay off a little, or be like, <laughs> there's no pay. Off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you, how did you feel about the ring? I didn't notice that it was like a weird. Ring. Every time the phone rang, it was like because this is before cell phones so phones only rang one way you know it was like a loud ring back in the 80s there was no like programmed oh this is my ringtone but this phone had a ringtone <laughs> i didn't even notice it it didn't even write yeah bitch. Anyway. i will say i we haven't talked about the wolfman the i did like the wolfman I yeah oh life. yeah because it's the groovy ghoulies wolf man. He really is. Like right? once he started saying, like, hey man, like like he was like he, I liked that he was like, you know, once and he was yeah, he was yelling and growling and stuff. And then when he starts like, hey, he's just a regular guy. Yeah. Hey mom. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the it, 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 what was his name? It was Lawrence Malbit instead of uh, instead of <laughs> that, Lawrence Talbot. Lawrence Talbot. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Is the is uh, Lon Chaney Jr.'s Wolfman? The saying "It is what it is" usually means nothing, but this movie really is. There's nothing hidden about this movie. It's just you either dig the comedy or you don't. I guess it resonates with you or, or it doesn't. I guess I I dig a little deeper on a couple of the characters at least, or especially Odette because. I just saw it at a weird time in my life, not a weird time, but a significant time in my life exposed to sure. a lot of the right things coming together at once. Anyway, final questions. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite line. Uh, I work with all this other shit. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's really good. I like the, the, the rape factory too. That was that, funny. That was a good that, joke. Yeah. I don't know why I laugh harder in this, in the scene where he's like, where they're, they're trying to like, you know, and we referenced it earlier, but, they're trying to spy or get information or spy on this, the hospital with the mental patients in it. That's probably, we'll probably get canceled. Do you say mental patients anymore? Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay. that, yeah. <laughs> anyway. And, and they're trying to figure out how to get in and, and um, Jeff Goldberg. Yeah, that was pretty this, good. He's like, he, he, he's like, put this on now, climb the wall. Bagley climbs the wall. And then he just yells, totally throws him under the bus. He's just like, yeah, you know, patient trying to get out patient trying to get out and then they grab him and pull him in and they pull him back in and then they do the, the reverse and they do it again yeah yeah and he's trying to like get out and he's like man trying to get in man and yeah i don't know why ever since the first time i saw this it's hilarious to me and i think it was because I don't, it was the first time i remember like looking back anyway i think it was the first time i got jeff goldblum's like style of humor i guess i don't know uh favorite character um, I'm going to say the editor, the editor that's being in the movie. I really, really? Like. who's yeah. in it for like two. Minutes. I wish, I wish he was in it more. I really like his yeah, attitude. He is great. There's no fat on any of his line. Like he, I like that. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm sitting here Transylvania right. to get a picture of, of a Frankenstein. That's awesome. You know, like I like, I liked him. He was, he was my favorite. Maybe, uh, but the Wolfman's probably, too. And, and you know what? Um, what's the Dr. Frankenstein? Uh, Malabakwa. Yeah, he grew on me too. Yeah, he was especially he goes in, you know, I don't know if it was the light or just going in and out of the of the laboratory. Yeah. Where he changes his personality. I love I do love that when he's fighting Jeff Goldblum and he's just yeah, going nuts and then pulls him out and he slicks his hair. Hey, what are you okay? What uh what's going on? What's going on? Can I get you yeah. you want some coffee? Like Odette, obviously my favorite character, but I, I don't know. Like, I can't really say like Jeff Goldblum or Ed Bagley because they, to me, they're just like yin and yang, two sides of the two different sides of the same coin. And they work so well together. Worst character. I know what you're going to say. Carol King. Carol yeah. King. That is not mine. And ever since the first time I saw this movie, it's their kid. I cannot fucking stand that kid. And we only see him really? at the end. Yeah. He's only at the end. And he's just so annoying. Daddy, daddy. Wait, it's like, shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> Hunchback kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's just kids annoy me in movies generally, but especially that one. If I had to choose like a legit character, it'd be the woman. Um, I don't even know. I can't remember her name, but Jeff Goldblum's love interest. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She just, especially in the picnic scene. She's wearing that hat that has the top cut off. What is, I meant to ask about that. And the, is that her a real kind of hat? I what is know. that? I don't know. I don't know. That's, it, that was it, insane. I hate it. I hate that hat. Did it age well? 
uh i mean i don't know that it was ever <laughs> relatively you tell me because you you know what i, I mean i guess yeah so. i mean it's definitely like it's definitely comedy that you would probably would not see today because it's just so surface you know but like you were talking about banana peels slipping on banana peels like yeah yeah you're I mean, not going to see that in a movie and and have it intended to be funny but it is what it is you know yeah it's a I nice mean, it's a nice little sweet little movie yeah. merch i've seen customs of the phone that i was the phones that i was talking about okay uh outside of that I, you know nothing but posters and whatever i haven't seen anything that's the really funny thing too is that like i expected because they it just came out on blu-ray like last year and even before like the dvd took forever to come out too so i'm thinking like oh well, there's probably a like a cult following there's people that you know would want and like like i said i went online and nope <laughs> every 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 review i saw on the internet everything is just like yeah i don't know man fuck this movie. i'm telling you man that's people who were looking for something else i don't know it's like yeah you know people who especially if they haven't if they didn't i've never met anybody i've never talked about this movie with someone who saw it when it came out who doesn't still at least appreciate it or you know enjoy Where- it when it's on tv yeah, I mean that's exactly. If I saw this on TV, I, I yeah, fuck it, I'll keep this on. I really wouldn't turn it off. Yeah. What? Uh, where's your? Is a little off. So where, where's where's Joe? Where's your brother stand on this? I think he appreciates it for the Jeff Goldblum side of the comedy and the kitsch factor of you know the nostalgia. Similar reasons that I do, but also he doesn't take it nearly as deep as I do, and. He probably didn't see it until he definitely didn't see it when I saw it. So he probably didn't see it till later. He appreciates it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like something he goes out of his way to watch. Uh, yeah. He, he texted me about the greasy sprangler today. Oh yeah. yeah. He watched it. Yeah, I know. And he, and he, <laughs> <laughs> what did he tell you? We were just texting back and forth about something else. And then in the middle of it, he goes, bullshit artist. <laughs> He's like, yeah, uh, I watched that shit. It took me two hilarious. days. I was like, yeah, well. That's awesome. Um, like, that, that's on Adam. I didn't tell you to watch if, that. <laughs> if you guys, a uh, few podcasts, a few episodes back, Kevin brought up Greasy Strangler. I highly recommend it. But I also say it takes. It, watch it at your own risk. Like, watch we're not it at your recommending own risk. It. It's, you know? it's a, it, I will absolutely acknowledge that is a fucked up movie absolutely (laughs) um but there but it's worth but it's a it's a well done creative fucked up movie anyway if there was a sequel to this movie transylvania six five thousand honestly this is the first movie that we've talked about that i can't imagine a sequel (laughs) i'll give you that (laughs) um what did you 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 said ebert ebert i couldn't find an ebert review and i found articles about other people being like yeah i could i it, it People were like, he actively avoided it. Oh, However, really? that's so strange. Uh, I did find what is funny. Um, Leonard Malton. <laughs> that guy. Uh, I don't know how I feel about him. I don't think you're going to like him after this. Son of a bitch. Uh, gave a, he opened, so he used to, he used to work on trans, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he opened the show or he might have closed the show. Basically said, Transylvania six five thousand stinks, and this is entertainment tonight. And it was this entire review. <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> he 
So do you know if that was at the time? Yeah, that was like when it was new. That's so strange, man. For and it, I mean, he did write up like a real review of it. Yeah, I get it, man. I, I understand. I get it. I just feel bad for people who don't enjoy it. You you can see the, the good in a lot of and and yeah, you saw it when you were younger. And yeah. I mean, you know, but yeah, you can see the good in a lot of especially when you think about all these other there's so many hundreds and thousands of trash comedies out there that people enjoy. And it's like yeah. even even from the eighties, from this time. And I'm like, really? Like you're gonna I don't know, whatever. I'm biased, I guess. Transylvania six five thousand. It's good. It's a good movie. I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad, I'm glad you did it. too. Yeah. Thanks for humoring me. ABC uh STU. Have you thought about your U movie? Yeah. So it's down again, you slim pickings, man. Oh boy. And and this this you can you can I'm gonna give you a the choice okay because it's basically the 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 pick is it, it kind of breaks the rule of like it's not an 80s 90s movie uh, it's, it's someone i i haven't seen but your brother has texted me about it on multiple occasions and like have you seen this i think you'll like it uh it's called uncle Packerhead. <laughs> i have not seen this movie joe says it's yeah, yeah joe says i like it it came out last year Oh shit. I was gonna that pick name? that. It's I mean I think it's last year or the year before. Or we could do Urban Legend, which <laughs> is uh, it's I mean a mediocre scream ripoff. Or if you got something else. I didn't I had forgotten about Urban Legend. You're gonna make me pick it? Yeah, you can pick out of those two. I mean, it might, might be fun to shit on. I mean, I'll watch both. We could talk about both. We could, um, we could. All right, why don't we do that? Be, why don't we do we, that? You'd let, I mean, yeah, one will be the focus of the show. I mean, one of them will probably have more to say than the other, obviously. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Uncle Peckerhead will be our uh, our greasy strangler for next week. Yeah. It'll be a nice little, what did you watch? I think that's it. You got anything else? Uh, no. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we sign off, apparently there's been some changes with Apple Podcast in their logistics or I don't know what. I've heard many, I've heard a few podcasts talk about it. Like they've, they redid something. I don't know. And it screwed up people's listening enjoyment. So anyway, if that's the case, you're listening to us now, check your Apple podcast or iTunes settings to make sure that our podcast is being downloaded still and blah, 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 because we do post this every Friday, uh, new episodes and, um, we, we don't want you guys to miss any, miss one. So Check that out, whatever's going on with that. If you want to get a hold of us or find us on social media, Instagram at Death by Podcast, Twitter at DBP Podcast. If you want to support the show directly, patreon.com slash death by podcast. On there, you'll find behind the scenes stuff for the podcast and our second show, Boob Tube TV, where we talk about a vintage ish horror related episode of a TV show. And next week, or this week we're doing uh the groovy ghoulies episode two it's a it's a cartoon from the 71 70 71 about mm -hmm. similar characters and vibe as yeah. and it's the same yeah <laughs> kind of. so yeah check us out on patreon uh leave us a re speaking of itunes leave us a review on itunes it helps the podcast and when we hit 10 uh, which i haven't checked we may have already gotten that we're going to do a drawing for uh, Demon Knight uh, Blu-ray, brand new Demon Knight Blu-ray that Kevin has in his pants right now. 
other than that yeah i think that's it i think that's the show right good show yeah good show uh thank you for listening i am your host adam and that is your other host kevin and it's miller time kevin say yours now <laughs> is it, uh, what was it again it was uh yeah, was it i love imagination <laughs> <laughs> love imagination if you want to know the backstory on that <laughs> listen to our patreon podcast we went into it pretty, pretty good anyway uh we'll see you all be safe thanks for listening adios